Well, hello, kids, and welcome to episode number seven of the Eager Beaver podcast, a podcast providing incisive commentary on Canadian politics and general culture. Today, recording day, is Thursday, June 24th, 2021, and it's perfect Saint-Jean-Baptiste weather here at the Beaver Lodge. Bonne fête des francophones. It was also Father's Day on Sunday, so we're sending out the love to all the good men out there doing right by their children, regardless of age, the good women and men who are both mom and dad, and as always, we have a special extra spot of love for dads whose children are no longer with us to celebrate. As well, it was National Indigenous Peoples Day on Monday, so we're sending out not only the love, but comfort, care, courage, healing, and strength, especially in light of recent events. We here at The Lodge are working on a special episode that will feature a collection of Indigenous-focused stories. I'm your host, The Eager Beaver, and I am dancing with delight at the thought that you, my dearest kids, have dropped in for a visit with us yet again this week. Whether you have enjoyed some time on a restaurant patio, as Mr. Grizzly and I recently have, or are just chilling in your backyard, all are welcome. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com, who continue to offer their valuable support. Because it's always nice to have people who stand by you through thick and thin. And over the past while, we've had a good amount of thick to get through, not only here at the Lodge, but nationwide. As we've not recorded an episode for you uh, in the past couple of weeks, this week we are bringing you a very special coast-to-coast-to-coast COVID update. A lot has happened over the last three weeks, and we've got a lot to share, so we thought we'd bring it to you. So with that, kids, break out the SPF and sunglasses, because here we go! Before we continue onward, it's time to welcome our podcast's friendly neighborhood bear. You know him, you love him, Mr. Grizzly. Hello, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver, how you doing? I am doing really well. I'm doing really well. Have you been venturing out of your den? Well, just a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to make it over to the pub, which is about 150 to 200 meters from my front door. And you know what? I'm sitting on the patio in the sunshine, enjoying enjoying life again. Meeting with friends uh, like you, Mr. Beaver, last Saturday. We had a chance to sit down and, and have a, 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 some nosh on some uh, tasty treats and a, a couple of fantastic, gigantic Caesars, which were oh. really good. Really, yum, really yum. good. <laughs> and meals unto themselves. Indeed. Indeed they are. <laughs> hey, you know the saying, you see one, you want one, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was coming for paints and then I said, oh, yeah, Caesar. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it was quite warm in the sunshine where we were sitting, too. So it's like a a cold, refreshing beer is great. But yes, I drink the pint style. So 20 ounces of beer gets warm by the time you're at the halfway point. But when you have a Caesar, which is loaded with ice, hey, that stays cold right to the end. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. It is. Uh, it is. No, nah, not uh, not uh, a desired hiatus. No, <laughs> it was not planned. Uh, uh, yeah, everything in it. Yeah, people keep on saying merch Mercury in retrograde. I guess it hit us because uh, my mm-hmm. word. Yeah, like a ton of bricks, uh, like yeah, a ton I, of bricks. <laughs> yeah, typically we're not supposed to let you know how the sausage is made, but since this show is all letting, about letting you know what's going on behind the scenes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, we had uh, eight days of computer crashes, uh, which you worked diligently to fix. Then we scheduled another interview and we get a lightning strike, which takes out the power. Yes. <laughs> But at least the the interview contents were saved. Didn't lose anything, knock on wood. This is me pounding on top of my head. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Good job for saving us there. Uh, And then I don't know what happened after that. I think it was just a matter of uh, scheduling conflicts. Like uh, your schedule got super busy. Mine was outrageously insane. Uh, And Monday, we were going to record on Monday. uh, We had planned to record this past Monday. 
Yes. On the 21st, the first day of, first official day of summer, of course. But I, uh, I, I was a little dehydrated when I got home from work because I was working in a building that was, I was just, I sweat like a, a, a demon. Um, and and I, I could not take on enough water. And when I got home, it was like, I got to lie down for, you know, 20, 30 minutes after a bite to eat around 6 p.m. Suffice to say, I woke up sometime around 11.30, (laughs) (laughs) and that was the end of the night. I crawled into bed, and I woke up the next day feeling incredibly hungover, which is not fair feeling that way if you've not done the things to earn the hangover, (laughs) right? It's like if you're going to feel hungover, at least know you had a good time getting there. But when you're dehydrated from just sweating too much in the hot weather and, uh, you know, at work... Yep. It, it's it feels exactly like a hangover except you're except for the only thing that's missing is the uh queasiness that sometimes one will get in their stomach mm. if they've mixed mm-hmm. the alcohols right yeah but uh, it the the sluggishness the the, the fatigue the pounding headache the uh, i don't know where i am my head is three feet thick that's yep. dehydration and i'm sure many oh, yeah. of the listeners have experienced it at some point in time thought why do i feel hungover but i didn't have anything to drink yep. that my friends you're dehydrated that's dehydration Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> it was <laughs> at my end, it was a little weird because, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was sort of like at 48, figuring out what it was like to be the person at high school waiting at home for the phone to ring because like, <laughs> I didn't get any dates in high school. So <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, until the last year, until the last year. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it was just like sitting there going, I was like, well, he always calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, of course, uh, Irish Catholic guilt took over and I felt like total crap the next morning when I woke up and I saw your messages. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm guilt is so a useless sorry. emotion. Yes. It is. Guilt is a useless emotion. <laughs> Completely useless. Although it kept me on the straight and narrow for uh, a number of decades. Can I say that? Um, yes. Look, my mom hates it when I talk about, well, you know, the guilt. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, Mom, I'm not in jail and I didn't commit crimes because I was so afraid of the guilt I would feel if I did anything to upset you or dad. So it mm-hmm. kept me on the straight and narrow. I'm not going to recommend it as a means of child rearing for anybody else. <laughs> and I don't have kids, so what do I know? But, you know. But no. but it can be effective. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> uh, oh, shall we get to the news? I think we shall. Uh- coast to coast to coast COVID roundup. Rejoice, kitties. I finally bring some good news. There has been a night and day change in the Canadian COVID situation over the past 25 or so days. As the result of various lockdown efforts, the national seven-day rolling new cases number has finally dropped from five to four digits, precisely 5,781 new cases per week as at recording time on June 24th. About one month ago, that number was between 50 and 60,000. So way to go, Canada. Yeah, I think that's a combination of uh, lockdowns, uh, vaccination, and people just saying, okay, come on, I can't take this anymore. Let's do the right thing. Yeah, let's do it right this time, since yeah. we're doing it the third time, right? Yeah, third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nearly a 90% drop from the third wave peak. But still, we need to do more. Mm-hmm. Various provinces are pursuing reopening strategies which vary from potentially reckless to appropriately cautious. And Canadians are starting to enjoy a loosening of restrictions, but will it be short-lived? The Delta Dawn, about which I started to caution in Episode 4, is upon us. According to Canada's Chief Public Health Officer, Dr. Theresa Tam, the Delta variant is present in every province and one territory. The number of confirmed cases is over 2,000, and that represented, at the time, a 66% rise in one week it is expected that it will be the dominant variant circulating in Canada by midsummer. In the UK, despite a significant percentage of the population being double vaccinated, the Delta variant is responsible for 99% of the average of 8,500 new cases per day diagnosed over the last month. This has led the UK to delay onset of the final stage of reopening by at least one month in most of the country and to even reverse some measures in certain harder hit regions. As that which appear happens in the UK hits here a few weeks later, 
Alberta Premier Jason Kenney's headstrong insistence on a maskless summer starting July 1st seems odd, especially considering... Yeah. (laughs) Especially (laughs) considering... Sorry. (laughs) I I know, I know, I know, I know. It's... Especially considering that a maskless stampede starting July 9th seems perfectly timed to be a potential super spreader event, considering that those vaccinated with one dose are only about 30% protected from the Delta variant. Yeah, that means so you could very well contract the Delta variant. You probably won't die and you probably won't be hospitalized. But there's no guarantee, and you're definitely going to be calling in sick to work if you get it, right? So I think he's really premature on this. Yep, me too. Me too. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's it's like that thing, you know, if you, you imagine like uh, on a graph, two vectors like this, and, you know, will we be vaccinating before the variants arrive like this, and the vaccinations will stop the variant, or will the variants arrive before the vaccination? And he's like, just just one month. Just pump the brakes for one month. That's all you got to do, man. Just chill it out. Do Look, I, you know I'm no fan of Doug Ford. Yep. But I got to mm-hmm. give him credit on this one. He followed the science, and this seems like a good plan. He's not yeah, yeah. going crazy. It's like, yes, we're going to open a little bit earlier. Two days. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Two days. Um, he's not... He's not going on this whole, like, the maskless, maskless stampede. Uh, you know there's no festivals happening in Ontario this summer. Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Blues Fest, Jazz Fest. Okay, normally Five. in Ottawa at this time we have Glow Fair, um, uh, Latin Sparks, although they have that on the island. We have a Beer Fest in Gatineau. We have the Dragon Boat Festival. We have the Putsin Fest. We have Rib Fest. We have the Indo Fest. It's like all of this happens at this time of the year. Like, there's about a dozen things going on. And then yeah. Blues Fest starts right around July 5th, my birthday. Very convenient every year, it mm-hmm. seems. None of that is happening. None of it. Yeah. Because every single business owner was like, look, man, we don't want to have to lose another season, but if we if we lose this season, we can have a good one next year with you know live customers. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. If your customers are dead or hospitalized, they really don't spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm just uh, it's yeah, I, I'm I'm Alberta. We're worried about you. Yes, we're we are. About you. In areas where reopening is happening more slowly, testing, contact tracing, isolation protocols should be enough to keep a fourth wave at bay, assuming everyone cooperates with still practicing all the other precautions until more of us are fully vaccinated. Think of it as wearing a raincoat and carrying an umbrella. Things are going well. In the Northwest Territories, Nunavut and PEI, which currently are COVID-free jurisdictions in Canada. Newfoundland and Labrador, which has successfully stamped out a Delta variant flare-up, reports only two cases. Yes, bye. Way to go, Newfoundland there. Lartaner, geez, Titus. That's the way you do it, my son. <laughs> I lived in Newfoundland, eh? I lived there. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, when added to the cases in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, where things are going much, much better after a deft, hit-hard, hit-fast approach by newly minted Premier Ian Rankin, mm-hmm. the total number for Atlantic Canada is... 51 that's nothing that's nothing yes. that's that's not even like all of atlantic canada now remember that's not the maritimes is not including newfoundland atlantic canada does include newfoundland yes right yes. so right. 51 for what's that about a million and cha- a million almost two million people i think isn't it Oh, there's about 800,000. Yeah. yeah, there's a, a well, there's 800,000. About a million in Nova Scotia, and that's correct. Uh, about 800,000 plus, 850, I think, in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and almost half a million, if not more. So, yeah, you're, you're pushing over 2 million. 51 cases? Good on you. Like, yeah, yeah. damn. Hats yeah. off. I salute. Yeah, no, no, they, they've been doing really good. Uh, the progressive com- uh, conservative premier of New Brunswick, uh, Blaine Higgs, is causing a bit of a stir by opening up his border to one-dose vaccinated Canadians, which has caused Premier Ian Rankin to do the right thing, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, like, I mean, what's the point of hitting hard and hitting fast, you know, with all the people from Toronto that went to, you know, or Ontario, I should say, mm-hmm. that went to vacation there and caused the spike? 
because yes. only to then leave his border like open because the premier of New Brunswick unilaterally decided that he's going to have a different protocol for his Quebec side of his border. It just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. And the, the people that protested, I mean, it's like, I understand yeah. that they were the anti-vaxxers. Okay. So I guess they were at the right border, but like, you're at the wrong border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're protesting yeah. the wrong premier and you're protesting yeah. the wrong border. Like this, <laughs> if you want to keep on being able to go to Nova Scotia, ask your premier, <laughs> you Brunswick to not let single dose vaccinated people through the Quebec border. Simple enough, Period. right? Ah, oh, boy. Anyway. Gee, all this misguided anger. Mm. <sighs> well, kids, uh, this might be a good time to take a bit of a commercial break. We'll be back real soon. Hi, this is Mr. Grizzly. Telling you that, um, well, I don't have hands. I have paws and claws. But if I had hands, I'd be more than happy to wash them. And if a mask would fit over my giant snout, I'd be happy to wear it. But I live in the woods and climb trees for a living and eat salmon on occasion. You don't do that, so please, wash your hands, wear a mask, and remember to stay two meters apart. And if two meters is complicated, that's about the length of two hockey sticks on average. We good? The curves in both British Columbia and Quebec continue to downslope, though more slowly, with rolling seven-day case numbers between 595 and 860. The three prairie provincial premier strategies while working are working painfully slowly and ensuring so many more of their citizens than necessary are becoming infected. Wait a second. Now, Was I on quaaludes for a minute there? Because your voice got all weird. <laughs> Uh, we sorry that line was de delivered on conservative prairie time oh <laughs> right there you go yeah that's it that's it yeah. right there yeah, <laughs> that's the stuff of the three alberta is doing best reporting 710 cases for a population of 4.4 million people alberta has also reached the 70 percent first dose vaccine plateau so premier cartman is rushing chin up ass out into his best summer ever alberta mm, yeah <sighs> this man is obsessed with tagging Alberta as so obviously superiorly the most free and toughest province that he's willing to potentially strongly and decisively lead the province off a cliff. Really? No comment, Mr. Grizzly? Uh, I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my no. tongue because um, <laughs> I, would, I, I would be using... Uh, four-letter words and uh, ones that start with F and end in UCK, and I'm not—I don't mean fire truck. Mm -hmm. um, and I might—I might personally attack him, so I don't want to do that because that's not who we are, and that's not what we do here. But the—you know—we we have our limits, and um, you're close. I'm—I'm I'm, right on the edge. All right. Well, while Mr. Grizzly is calling his safe word, I'll continue on. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to. It's okay. It's fine. You're right, because it's exactly what I've done. Um, gentle ribbing. Gentle, gentle ribbing. ribbing. No personal it, attacks. Gentle ribbing. Yep. His current reopening plan was developed before the emergence of the Delta variant and was not adapted to take it into account considering data from the UK available to him. And that's a similar move he did with one of his budgets, I believe he uh, did, yeah. like without taking into account that like COVID was a real thing. Oh, <laughs> and, and that oil prices fluctuate. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Here's $5 Dating billion dollars to an oil company. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. The, 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 the great economist. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, daily cases rates numbers started climbing about four weeks ago and rose over 64% last week. That's in the UK. 99% mm. of new infections in the UK are of the Delta variant, as we mentioned earlier. And that's despite the UK having twice the number of fully vaccinated citizens than does Alberta. Wow. All right. So that's the main difference. The UK Huge. has twice... The number. Fully vaccinated. And they've yeah. delayed by one month. And the average number of daily cases for the last month has been 8,500. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're really going, okay, hang on, let's put the brakes here. Pump the brakes. 
let's not get crazy. Jason Kenny has this information. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't Best believe in ever. science, right? So, Best summer ever. Best <clears throat> summer ever. The ev- as I was saying, the evidence and example are out there, but Bumbles the Donut is pretending like they don't exist. Fortunately, though, there have been reports, like you said, Mr. Grizzly, of some breakthrough cases in the UK among the fully vaccinated, but it appears that the current vaccines do offer significant protection from the Delta variant and or its more severe impacts. So thank goodness. Mm -hmm. But there have been breakthrough cases of double vaccinated people who have died. Yes. As well. Not many, but there have been. But there have been. So So take caution. Yeah. Right. Vaccines is it's they're not 100 percent effective. No, right. No. Like this. Some things still get through. It's like a condom. <laughs> not 100 percent effective. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now as I oh. sit alone in my apartment by myself just because I want to be safe from everything. <laughs> Bubble boy. <laughs> I'm wrapped in sarin wrap or cling film, as they say in the U.K. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not. (laughs) You're kidding, he's not wearing bubble wrap, just the condom. Just Uh, the condom. If if the fourth wave in Canada, oh God, this is bad. If the fourth wave in Canada emerges from Alberta as a result of Premier Scott Schwiller's stupidity, consider Kenny a dead Premier walking. Now, kids, if you recall in episode six, I said, also, word on the tweet is that many people are saying that fireplace behind him is located in the sky palace and i'm muttering creator please tell me this man isn't dumb enough to literally be delivering edicts from on high while simultaneously chastising myself oh come on beaver you know that wet noodle's dumb enough to well yep. not only was he dumb enough to he did it he took it a step further and hosted a sky palace scotch social or Eight people, not socially distanced. On your Yay. dime, Alberta, on your dime. <laughs> Just as was the case for Aloha Gate, he first denied anything was wrong and claimed it wasn't so bad. This time, the pretext was the booze was the cheap stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry, Alberta. I didn't charge you for the good stuff. So, you know, give me a pass. Well, uh, you know, to say that, he's probably pissed off a lot of Irish whiskey fans because it was supposed to be a Scotch social, but it was an Irish whiskey social because he had a 60-pounder of Jameson's on the table. And Jameson (laughs) is an Irish whiskey. And you just insulted a lot of people in this country and that one because Mm. people like the Jamesons. Mm, I'm a Slane fan myself, but you know. And as you were saying, people were mad because after yet another dressing down by his cabinet and public calls coming from inside the house for his head to roll (laughs) about a week later, he finally admitted fault. I'm shocked. I mean, gee, like the arm twisting and the dragging and the claw marks and the floor and whatnot. But yeah, that apology was sincere. Um, <laughs> you know, Mr. Grizzly, I thought of the problem with the UCP is that the fish rots from the head and its head is rotten to the core. Mm-hmm. Alberta gets, we keep saying it. Your, Your man, man is, is no, no good. good. Saskatchewan is doing better, reporting 412 cases. But when you consider that Saskatchewan, population 1.14 million, and Nova Scotia, population 920,000, were about even at the beginning of May, the 34 cases recorded in Nova Scotia this week shows just how weak and ineffective Premier Scott's super slow-mo's plan was from day one. It has taken him nearly two months to drop cases from about 1,700 a week to 412. Nova Scotia is at 34. This further proves the point I've been making for weeks now. Premier Slomo is perfectly content to watch his citizens get sick so long as they don't push ICU capacity above whatever percentage makes it a news story. Meanwhile, he's going ahead with Stage 2 reopening with Stage 3 scheduled for around July 11th, just about one month before when modelers estimate the Delta variant will become the dominant one in Canada. He has already 
ton of blood on his hands as it is. He's just trying to get more. Like, what? what is he going for here? What's his end game? Like, really? Money worshipping. Money yeah, worshipping. that's all it is. Yeah. And slow-mo is doing well when compared to Brian Pallister, premier of Costa Manitobarica, population 1.27 million, who was doing a bang-up job maintaining Manitoba as a North American hotspot. Despite his best least efforts, by Monday, he still hadn't managed to get his province's seven-day rolling case number under four digits. Fortunately, that has happened since, and it stands at 850. The province has officially recorded its first Delta variant-related death. Despite the fact ICUs in the province are still so strained that 18 Manitobans are receiving out-of-province care, and Manitoba is still the number two COVID hotspot in Canada, Pallister is starting to open up. Why? 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 Time to bang our heads against a brick wall again because <sighs> it feels so good when we stop. Well, it, 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 dude, yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he trying to eliminate the uh, underprivileged? I, I know that's a real. That's a that's a real lob into a, a field of people who will come aiming for me, but. It it I, look it points to that direction, right? It's like, uh, I'm not making an I, accusation. I'm asking a question. I I, I it's you know what the sheer stubbornness and insistence on being illogical and rational is something I can no longer explain. You know, I can. I can understand it being misguided in the first wave or even in the second wave because you think you got it. And, you know, like this, but like we're on the third one and go into the fourth. I mean, you, you need to start getting it by now. Yeah. One, one would certainly hope anyway. I, <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know anymore. It, it's it's baffling, know. boggling. It's literally no to give. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted to say yeah, the least. I, I just, I just don't like again. For all the times we keep on hearing the line, like the premier or prime minister's whatever's first job is to keep the population safe, I do not know what the f- <clears throat> sorry mm-hmm. yeah, they're no, doing. No, no, just, that, I'm uh, just as angry as you so are. Hard. <sighs> it's difficult to keep a lid on the f bombs when you're reading this stuff. Jeez, and, just like. <sighs> I'm trying really hard, Mr. Grizzly's mom. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> Me too right now. I'm trying hard not to uh, uh, get personal about this and not to attack somebody's person, but their, their politics, their policies, and their attitude towards the general public. Uh, the level of contempt. I mean, again, I keep on asking, shouldn't the primary requirement to wanting to lead people be actually liking the people you want to lead. One one would hope. I don't get this. Ah. These three prairie premiers who appear to be rather nonchalant that the Delta variant is growing and spreading had better watch their backs and look north because of Delta doesn't get them, the very highly transmissible P1 or Gamma variant originating in brazil has already arrived in yukon resulting in a sharp spike to 100 cases mainly in the white horse area that's 100 cases that's scary they've had 200 cases for the entire epidemic they've Mm -hmm. got over 100 active right now that's really frightening and and wasn't yukon vaccinating people like way ahead of everybody else the most vaccinated jurisdiction well so that's gamma yeah that's scary Okay, so far from over. And not only Gamma, but yesterday I was reading in Reuters (laughs) that the Delta in India has already mutated and they're calling it Delta Plus. Oh, great. Uh, So so we're like emerging from third wave and we're opening up everything up. Delta is already here. Gamma's up north and right around the corner is Delta Plus. That's that's an Oldsmobile, right? That's an Oldsmobile (laughs) from 1988. The Delta Plus Royale. I mean, just uh, new like, for 1988, the Delta Plus Royale from Oldsmobile. We can yeah. say that because the company doesn't exist anymore, so we can't <laughs> we can't get sued and they can't pay us. So who cares? Yeah. Uh, but like I say, chin up, 
ass out. Glass chin up. Glass ass chin. Out. Yeah. Oh, God. We're going to find ourselves up on our backsides again. And with that, I think it's time to give our kits a moment or two to take a couple of deep yoga breaths before we come back and handle the last province. You know which one that is. Hey, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver. How you doing? I'm doing really well. I got something interesting in the mail this week. What's that? I got a book. Miss V and the Letrous Lawyer. Oh, hey. You know what? I got the same thing, too. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently the Miss V Mysteries is an LGBTQ cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Cool. Miss V is 60, trans, and classy, sassy, and a bit smart assy. From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered and clutching V's favorite Chanel jacket, she is immediately arrested. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour? Not that I'm aware of. Oh my god, how awful would that be? That would be tragic. Tragic, totally tragic. Miss B and the Letrous Lawyer is the first book in a humorous cozy mystery series from by ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever ebooks are sold, paperback copies are also available, or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. That's www.corvidmoonpublishing, all in one word, dot com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading this. And finally, we get to Ontario, where the seven-day number has dropped to 2,209, which is good, but far from good enough. Spread of the Delta variant in the Peel and Waterloo regions is an issue, as is as well a major outbreak at the Kasheshawan First Nation in northern Ontario, where, though most adults are fully vaccinated, an outbreak has disproportionately affected children. At least 232 people, or about one in nine people. One in nine. More than half of them children under the age of 12 for whom there are no approved vaccines at the moment, none are infected. Here, overcrowded housing in particular is an issue as risk of Delta variant household transmission is one and a half times higher. So within your own household is where the majority of the trans- transmission is happening. Yeah, that's... Things uh... are so bad at the Kaseshwan First Nation that patients have been flown out to Kingston and Ottawa. According to CTV, as of Friday, Indigenous Services Canada said 14 Canadian Rangers and 13 members of the Canadian Armed Forces were in the community to deliver essential supplies and food and install temporary structures. The federal department has also sent 17 nurses and four paramedics to the community, while Winnebago Area Health Authority has sent three nurses, two doctors, and two mental health workers. Apologies if I pronounced that incorrectly. As Ontario's vaccination effort is going well, Premier Ford is starting to show signs of lack of discipline with regard to his reopening plan, which was to have three-week wait intervals between each reopening effort to monitor what each does to case counts, by announcing once again that he will proceed to the next stage a few days earlier than planned, conveniently to coincide once again with a long weekend. And this is despite 350 patients still in the ICU and the R factor for the spread of the Delta variant in Ontario creeping to above one. Well, you got to enjoy that long weekend, right? Except, <laughs> mm, you know, it's like the, 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 the plan is good. Yes, it is, is good actually. like this. But I have a feeling that the next phase reopenings and the three week things were scheduled after long weekends mm-hmm, for a reason mm-hmm. rather yes. than before. You know, here here's the here's the part that really troubles me. So patios are open, right? Right. Why rush it? Like, why rush it? Patios are already open. The rules are pretty strict. Every bar and restaurant is sticking to them because they don't want to lose again. So I think again, it's it's he's pushing it two days, right? But it, he should just wait till the long weekend's over. Like seriously, just wait till it's over. I think it's a better idea. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I get you score the points, Mm -hmm. 
but the mass fraternization is going to happen on the holiday. Exactly. Exactly. It just he's just jumping the gun here and and I I'm, I'm upset by it because this new plan was pretty good. I mean, it's science-based. He actually listened to people for a change. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, well, we got to get those bars and they're look, man, and he's talking about speeding up the third like this, like we've reached the vaccination doses that he needed for the third stage that he had put in. But it's not just vaccination doses, right? It's, you know, what's the variant of concern at the moment? How fast Delta. is it spreading? What is the case number? You know, this, I mean, we still have 350 patients in ICU. Those beds are not free, no. just, you know? And so, I mean, it's, it's like, Yes, on one hand, because the vaccination has gone so well and we are so far ahead, I get it. But you can't just say we picked a vaccination number X number of weeks ago before a certain variant of concern was a concern Mm -hmm. (laughs) for us. And we're going to just, you know, hold steadfast to our plan and even accelerate it despite the other factors. There's just, you know, all these people are asking you know like when are we going to find out what we can do and at what number and at what this and at what that it's like we don't know what don't number know. because it's not just the number well and it's it's not a hard fast fixed number it, it's uh, <laughs> it, you got to remember this it's it's a virus which means it mutates it changes constantly and as a result as a result the science will change and the way you approach it is going to change it's 70% herd immunity probably would have been good with, you know, COVID original. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But now that we've got new COVID. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, maybe we like, like, yeah, a lot of people are suggesting, you know, with Delta and Gamma and whatnot, that maybe we're going to need 90%. And it could very well be the case. Right. You know, it's just, so again, you know, yes, the horses in the stable and like, you know, we're anxious, we're anxious, we're anxious, we're anxious. We want to get it done. But the main priorities are again, are making sure that kids can go to school in September and kids that are under 12 mm-hmm. still cannot vac- get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They probably won't start to get vaccinated until sometime until around early in s- September. Yeah. So if we really want those kids to go back to school, let's, yes, let's enjoy our summer responsibly the best we can right right but let's you know you know we can uh we not everything has to be opened up as fast as possible you know, you know after 15 months or 16 months i think almost now that we've been in in some state of lockdown uh, to some degree in canada uh, and i'm speaking for all canadians here we've been in some state of lockdown across the country in some way shape or form for the past 16 months Perhaps a couple of days over the Canada Day long weekend, which is not really a long weekend because it's on a Thursday, although I've booked the Friday off, so it's a four-day weekend for me. Anyway, uh, but what... <laughs> doing sorry. it right, doing it right. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only time off I'm getting this summer. We're just incredibly busy at work. But the thing is this, could you not just wait until after the long weekend? I mean, after 16 months, a couple extra days... Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things, really, come on, Doug, you can yeah. do better than this. Look, and I, if we... I, you know, I know you're a college dropout. A lot of people think he's a high school dropout. He did graduate high school. He did drop out of college. Mm-hmm. And I like to set the record straight on that one. And okay. I don't think he's a rocket surgeon. Yes, <laughs> that was a play on words intentionally. Dumps. He's he's. It's not rocket appliances. That's a Rickyism. <laughs> <laughs> worst case Ontario, and we've seen a lot of worst case Ontario under this premier because, yes. again, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, the brightest bulb in the Christmas tree if you celebrate Christmas. But the thing is this. This plan was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, he finally listened to experts, and now he's just backtracking it on it again because he sees dollar signs, and that's not good for anybody. That's not good for anybody. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, it's, it's still a better plan by yes. far than what's going on in Alberta and Saskatchewan. By and, far. You know, Manitoba and even what the premier of New Brunswick is doing right now by opening up that border. But, you know, it's at this stage, given the number of times we've been into lockdown and how much it's cost, mm-hmm. you know, 
How many businesses? There's Delta have variant gone? in three regions in Ontario. I guess, you know, we don't know right now whether or not, you know, our various other procedures are going to contain it. Mm-hmm. I think we can, what's another one week or two pumping the brakes, given that we are already outside, there's already patios or backyards for those who have them, public yeah. parks, something like this, you know. With more and more people getting vaccinated too. It's like, just pump the brakes, man. Yeah. In the winter, I get it. You know, like this people are, because it's the summer route. Like this, we can, we can chill. Yeah. Well, like you say, tennis courts are open. Uh, people are, you know, I'm, I'm in the nation's capital. I'm in Ottawa. I am literally a three minute, well, about a five minute walk from the Rideau Canal. Yep. Uh, and there are people in kayaks, canoes, there, there's and, plenty to do. And believe it or not, there are people who swim in the canal. Mm. No. <laughs> well, no. the last couple of years they've had a uh, triathlon. So they do the Ironman in the, the swim portion in the canal. And it's like, look, man, I've lived here for a long time. I would not swim in that water. No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't do that. And there are some big ass musky and carp in that water. Now, carp are (laughs) docile, but they're big. But musky, they're mean fish. I've seen them like three footers, like one meter long, (laughs) jump out of the water. And they will bite you. Now, they're not sharks. They're not going to kill you. But, you know. And, and, And that water, there's like stuff in there that you you just don't want in your eyes or your nose or your mouth or just no <laughs> no no yeah all out to say though that there's plenty to do plenty to do right so like we we, we yeah it's like doug please yeah just chill pump, chill pump the brakes pump the brakes better safe than sorry this time you 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 don't have another strike left. No, no you don't. <laughs> right. Uh, and you're not helping yourself with the notwithstanding thing, but I digress. Yeah. Um, on the vaccination side, things are still going well. Ontario reported a one-day record uh, of over 225,000 doses. Uh, so That's you know, awesome. That's, that's the first, awesome. That's the, that's the highest number in a single day yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By a large margin. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. No, things are things are going really, really well uh, on that level, uh, and uh, the you know percentage of double vaccinated people is uh, going uh, really well. Is just going up pretty mm-hmm. fast. Um, by the time uh, this episode airs, more than thirty-four million two hundred thousand doses will have been administered. About sixty-seven percent of Canadians, or about seventy-seven percent of Canadians twelve and older, will have received one dose. And about 24% of Canadians, or nearly 9 million, will have received two. Now, that number's gone way up from the last show. That's gone way up. Like, I think we were at the... the Three or four we're, percent we're or about something? about four like or five percent. Yeah. So, so that's, that's in 25 days. It's gone way fewer up. Fewer than 25 days, about 23. Well, both my... Uh, for Father's Day, I took my dad to get his second shot. <laughs> I kid you not. And then we went to the patio and had a had brunch. And he's like... I'm going to have a couple of beer. I go, well, I'm driving, so go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations, Canada. You are officially the most first-dose vaccinated G nation, G20 nation on the planet, with second doses rising rapidly, though some first doses demand is starting to plateau. But, of course, when you've hit that many people, that is going to happen. Well, Some epidemiologists, sorry? Well, there's also something that I, I got to make mention of. Yep. So before before we met up Saturday afternoon on the, the patio at my favorite pub in the world, mm-hmm. in Canada, my favorite pub in mm-hmm. Canada, there's a couple other pubs I've visited around the world that I, I like almost as much. Before you showed up, around, I think, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, mm. I'm sitting there, and I'm just chilling, and I'm reading some news on my phone, and we start hearing this noise, and I'm like... Oh, there's some sort of protest or something. Maybe it's the uh, the Palestinians again. Okay, no problem. And as it approached closer, now you remember how tight the sidewalks are, right? Because the sidewalks mm-hmm. are being used for patios. So the walk-in yeah. area is only about a meter and a half. The sidewalks are about almost four meters wide. 
and a large chunk of that is chewed up by patios because yep. bars need to bars and restaurants need to make money again. And yep. Elgin Street, for those of you who don't know in Ottawa, Elgin Street is uh, when the Ottawa Senators make the playoffs. It's known as the Sens Mile. Yep. I don't know why they call it a mile because you know uh, we we have k- kilometers here and uh, it's <laughs> it's significantly more than that. Anyway. Um, so I'm sitting there, you know, just peacefully enjoying a cold, refreshing beverage while I sat in the shade when the sun was beating down all around me, and we hear this noise, and then I look up, and I see people with signs with the drawing of a mask and the universal X out, you know, like the no smoking signs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You've mm-hmm. got to be kidding me. No, no, it was a group of uninformed, willfully ignorant individuals denying science saying vaccines kill people saying masking is taking away your freedoms and, and they went on and on you had three loudmouth idiots on bullhorns screaming in people's faces less than a meter away because you saw mm-hmm. how tight the sidewalk was people enjoying a peaceful beautiful saturday afternoon after being locked away for months and these rude obnoxious idiots started doing this yeah. and i wasn't having it you hear this voice. Now imagine this voice at a very high volume telling you to shut the F up, you effing idiots. And I did that repeatedly because I was so mad. A guy just on the other side of the fence. So where you were sitting, like mm-hmm. a meter away, on a bullhorn screaming at me, I said, stop it right now or I will take that bullhorn and I will put it where the sun don't shine. Except that's not exactly what I said. Mm. I was Mm -hmm. not nearly that polite in person. And (laughs) I was ready to jump over the fence and beat the hell out of that guy. And I am a pacifist, but I have had it up to here with willful ignorance. I'm a Mm. tolerant individual, but I will not tolerate intolerance. I lost it. I did. I I was screaming my head off at these people. I, I, I did. I exploded. And you know what? All the people around me said thank you gave me a thumbs up, gave me high fives, like all the people sitting on the patio. Mm -hmm. Because those individuals doing that, first off, they don't know what tyranny is. They don't know what lack of freedom is. Asking somebody to wear a piece of cloth on their face is not taking anyone's freedoms away. Yeah, Getting vaccinated works. How many people do you know that have suffered from polio or smallpox or tuberculosis or measles or, or, or? I don't know a single one. You know why? Because we've all been vaccinated against it. So when these idiots do this, my blood boils. And my, my, my tolerance level, is it, it doesn't exist anymore. I will not accept willful ignorance that is harmful to the Canadian population. I won't do it. I lost it that day, and I have no regrets. Not a single one. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to learn that many people are feeling the exact same way. I have no doubt. Like I said, the people that were on the patio with me that day, I had a young woman come over to me and said, thank you for doing that. Like the people sitting around were giving me the thumbs up and a couple of people high five, but she's like, thank you for doing that. Like, thank you so much. I said, I'm sorry. I, I, she says, no, no, you don't have to apologize for anything. That what they did was wrong and unnecessary and it disturbed everybody's wonderful Saturday afternoon. Thank you. I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better about myself now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Get your shots. Get your shots. shots. Get your shots. Just just get the damn shot. Uh, Some epidemiologists are stating that a vaccination rate of about 90%, as we were talking about, may be needed to achieve full herd immunity given the transmissibility of the emerging Delta and Gamma variants and Delta Plus. Vaccination hesitancy polling indicates that about 82% will be rather easily achievable. Of course, 0% of the population 11 and under has yet been vaccinated. Pfizer has started to collect data on that front with an expectation some will be submitted for review around September. Uh, When that group uh, starts getting vaccinated, 90% may be indeed quite achievable. Awesome. Um, Yeah, awesome indeed. And with that, once again, it's time to uh, show some love to those who love us. 
quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hello, kids. It's Mr. Grizzly, your friendly neighborhood grizzly bear, who is asking you how much you like this program. And I'm asking you if, well, you like this show, you like what you hear, and we're happy to do this for you, if you'd be willing to, you know, throw us a couple of bucks as a tip. And the reason we do this, with the reason we ask this question is because there are some production costs involved. We're happy to give this to you, but, you know, feel free to send us a couple of dollars over uh, coffee.com. And now, the website is ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver. Dollar, two dollars, fifty cents, whatever, whatever you can spare. It helps us with our production costs. Mr. Beaver. That's right, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, if you go to our coffee page, the recommended donation is $3, but it can really be anything you want, um, less or more, if you happen to like this show especially. Um, we reinvest uh, in the show. Uh, as you can tell, uh, the sound quality has improved since uh, episode one. And uh, you know we want to see where this show can go. Uh, hopefully, we can maybe get some correspondence uh, one day. Uh, maybe film it uh, for YouTube. Uh, if uh, you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see the show become, of course, those are always welcome uh, because you know we do this for you. Um, so yeah, uh, every little bit helps. And of course, if you can't afford anything and you just like the show, then please, you know, that's quite all right. Send us some comments. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, that means just as much to us too. And don't forget the website www.ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver. Thanks, eh? The National Advisory Committee on Immunization has upgraded its advice on AstraZeneca, now recommending it only for those who cannot take an mRNA vaccine as a booster because, for example, they are allergic to an ingredient. Recent data from Germany confirms results from three other studies that mix and matching the protein vector technology from AstraZeneca and the mRNA technology from Pfizer or Moderna yields superior antibody and T-cell response. As, and thus, as Chief uh, Public Health Officer Dr. Tam now recommends, those who have received a first dose of AstraZeneca should be offered Pfizer and Moderna as a booster as a standing operating practice. She, however, confirms that if you do double up on AstraZeneca, as there are about 600,000 doses still in inventory, you will be more than adequately protected. So there's no need to fear. There's no need to shop. Just take whatever you get. Take what you can get. Take what you can get. It's all good. Supply of vaccine is no longer an issue at all. Like really not, as there will be more than enough in country by the end of July to have fully vaccinated every citizen and the third booster shots we most likely will need have already been ordered months ago. That's been taken care of. Minister of Procurement Anita Nan has been doing a fantastic job. Well, what did we Bravo. order? 300 million doses or something like that? Yeah. Which, she, you know, we've more than enough for every citizen for double dose and then the booster shot. She, she planned is, for every. Yep. Every, every scenario. Every, Planned. Every scenario, production stoppages, you know, uh, something happened, you know, ordering from Europe because, you know, we didn't know if Trump would be reelected and yeah. you know, stuff. She did everything. You know, uh, props, kudos. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Like, this is uh, in a business case study that you would study in school. Yep. This is what you would do. Do what she did. Yep. Exactly. She's a star. Oh, yeah. She's a star. Without question. As such, second dose dates in the country are being moved up. In Ontario, for example, everyone who has received a first dose will be able to rebook their second dose appointment starting June 28th. Okay. That's just a few days. Now, there's a little caveat with that. Okay. Mr. Grizzly here. Yes. Who, uh, I didn't get my first shot until the 13th of May, which was mm. very frustrating when I was seeing lots and lots and lots of people... 12, 13 years younger than me getting their first shot and mm -hmm. they work from home. They were getting mm -hmm. their shots in April. I didn't get mine till the middle of May. Mm -hmm. I don't work from home. Mm -hmm. I work in Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec. I go to Kingston frequently. I go to uh, all throughout the Gatineau area. Uh, Elmer, I'm in Pontiac on Tuesday next week. 
Just to give you an idea of how much Shawville, the Pontiac region, I drive around a lot for work. I go to multiple client sites in the Ottawa, Gatineau area and Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec. And I, I'm a frontline worker in that sense, right? I, I, I'm seeing multiple clients, multiple sites, and I had to wait till the 13th of May to get my first shot. Now, mm. I'm desperate to get my second. Desperate yeah. to get my second. And again, I'm seeing friends of mine who are at-home office workers, working from home, who are 40 years, 41 years of age, getting their second dose. And I am pissed off about it. I'm a frontline worker. Where the hell are they? Why are they not prioritizing people like me? Because construction workers should have double dose right now. Yep. Right? Telecom workers. People who do what I do. Mm-hmm. Double dose. My sister, who works from home and barely leaves her house, says, I'm waiting to get my shot until you can get both of yours. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- where's the prioritization on this? Yeah. Am uh, I mad? Oh, yeah, I'm really mad. I'm mm-hmm. not mad at anybody who's gotten their second shot. Not at all. It's not a, it's not a, I'm mad at that person because they, no, I'm not mad at a person for getting their second shot. I'm very happy for them. You just want yours. I just want mine. And I want to know why somebody who does what I do has to wait. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that when it comes to, when it came to this point, they're just, uh, yeah. There's so much coming in that they're not, they, they literally just prioritized by date and that's it. it well, and which is not the right way of going about doing it. And I've talked to healthcare workers, doctor friends of mine who have said, it's a mess, Paul. It's a mess. Yep. It's, Other it's than directing a, a certain amount of the extra doses to 10 hotspot areas, everything else is basically throwing, you know, throwing it to the wall faster. and see what sticks. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know what, one of the reasons, one of the other reasons why you may be waiting, and this is something that, uh, public health officials are strongly, strongly, strongly asking people to do, do not book multiple appointments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do not go from place to place trying to get an earlier shot. Because if you do do that anyway, Please be courteous and considerate enough of your fellow citizen to cancel cancel your the second shot appointment. Yeah. I've had a few friends who've been able to get their second shot sooner than planned, and it, the first thing they did was cancel their second appointment, just like yeah. immediately. Cancel the appointment. Every no show delays for everybody the else. Yeah, at which you know we can hit our herd immunity hopefully if we get there so please 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 just cancel there's a lot of people like mr grizzly here that are waiting on their shot keep the space open mm-hmm. like <laughs> right? I'm, I'm scheduled september 2nd and i'm not scheduled till the 16th right so we're in a race against the clock when it comes to emerging variants of concern so be good neighbors some fair play yeah, good Canadian kids. Let's get her done. All right. Take care of yourself, kids. And that's your coast to coast to coast COVID roundup. We'll be back after this. Well, kids, that's the end of this special episode, coast to coast to coast COVID update episode of the Eager Beaver podcast. We hope that you had a good time listening to us because we had a good time putting it together for you. We also hope that you found the show informative. Uh, We had a lot to to get to after uh, three weeks. So, well, there you go. (laughs) We welcome feedback in the form of compliments, bribes to be on the show, constructive criticism, gentle corrections if we got anything factually incorrect or mispronounced something, happy stories of things that have happened to you or your dear one. You can do all of that on our Facebook blog page, The True North Eager Beaver, or at True Eager on Twitter. And if you like this podcast, tell your friends. They can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, or Mixcloud. And if you really, really, really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more, we work for tips. Please feel free to buy a cup of coffee for Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me via our coffee page at ko-fi.com backslash eagerbeaver. That's ko-fi.com backslash eagerbeaver. 
from the Beaver Lodge. This is your eager beaver saying until next time to your kids. It can be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourself. Any words of wisdom, Mr. Grizzly? I think you've summed it up pretty succinctly. Um, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to your, uh, your friends and family and everybody you encounter because kindness costs you nothing. That sounds perfect. I've got nothing to add. See you soon, kids. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, and editing by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misby Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.